Welcome to another episode of the Oscar Central Podcast. I am your host, Jacob, and today we are joined by a very good panel of Kinsey, Adriano, Jillian, and a first-time guest, Brian Sudfeld. Um, I'll start with you, Brian. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm doing pretty well. Um, Kinsey, how about you? I'm great. I, like didn't see bullet train i saw um bodies 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 so i'll be like excellent all week like all week it just it made my whole my whole week adriano how about you uh i'm good i saw bullet train and not bodies 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 because it's not available in canada yet so i'm gonna have a great week an excellent week And I'll give Jillian a couple seconds. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing good. My computer almost died. Yeah, I saw you like rushing around um, <laughs> trying to get everything set up. All right. Let's let while she is. Oh, no, she's gone. OK, we lost Jillian for the time being, but she will be back. Um Today, we are going to be talking about Oscars, of course, but we're going to be talking about A24 at the Oscars, uh, what did win, what was nominated, what we feel like should have won, um, all that good stuff. And before I get started, I have a question. Would you guys like to play Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, um, you. the answer is always yes. Always yes. Answer. Yeah, like my tickets purchased just it, it wasn't a, the rollout yeah so, yeah, yeah. I think it's, well i think it's it's not even that it's like not in canada i think it's like only like in not, like four theaters it, no, uh, no, it's, it's, it's not by it's not by me yeah um, i'm pretty it, sure it's only in two theaters here in la and two theaters in new york my yeah, press screening I, is I, next I, wednesday I yeah i which I don't know, but which I thought I was interesting. I just didn't know it was like that. I thought it was like everywhere. I wonder. I wonder if it's they're only doing Q and A screenings right now, and then well, they're not because I had tickets to one and nobody showed up. Kenzie so just I, had a she had a Q uh, screening. She only had yeah, questions. just a Q, just a Q. I had any questions, no answers. But I heard the same thing happen Saturday. Uh, maybe they just didn't get the uh, didn't get the memo at that one. Um. But yeah, I'm seeing it Wednesday. So I think this is one of the rare occurrences where Kenzie might be the only person on the podcast that has seen something. It's so funny. Like, how's it feel? Since we did the Marvel one, I feel like I've been off. Like, I I literally, like, the the Thor episode was the start of me just, like, not seeing anything. It's honestly, part of it's because I just kept going to see Elvis. I was going to say. Like, I just kept being like, I'm just going to watch Elvis. Like, I'm not going to go see anything else. But um, Lee Pace, you know, I was like, Lee Pace. But mm-hmm. um, no, yeah, I, I, I feel like once we get out of summer movie season, I'm always ahead. Like, I've always seen stuff earlier because of mm-hmm. my location. But yeah. like, summer movies, I'm always behind. Never see anything. Well, like, I feel like I was like the last person to see Top Gun. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, people are still seeing it in droves right now, so it maybe you're not the last. It did not top Titanic. <laughs> oh, it yeah. topped Titanic in 
in 1998 yeah in quotations um, but yeah uh which speaking of seeing stuff before everyone um I think Adriano and I will get to see a lot of things before other people. Uh, Brian, are you doing TIFF? Any festivals, anything like that? Sadly, not TIFF, but I'm going to go to uh, New York. That's the plan. Okay. That's the hopeful plan. <laughs> and the the schedule, I think the schedule for that either was released or should be released pretty soon, I think. Yeah, um, it's, slowly, it's slowly coming out. Slowly okay. coming out. Awesome. Well, yeah. Uh, so Adriano and I are going to be at TIFF. Um, and with that, a incredible lineup, um, one that you can find at oscarcentral.com. Um, what is right now everyone's favorite, uh, that they're looking forward to, you know, Adriano, what's the, what's your favorite that you're looking forward to seeing? Uh, what's everyone's favorite that they're looking forward to hearing from coming from TIFF, all that kind of stuff. I mean, the it's packed it's like it's it almost not, feels like more it's also not you. done yet right yeah. like yeah. no 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 they're, they're still the full like schedule is not going to be until the third week of august yeah right. so like and it's not that like they still got galas and special presentations mm-hmm. to announce like, and it's not like it's not like they are it's not like they're just doing like the smaller films now like they're still like saying like big movies are coming out yeah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I can't remember the name right now, but that um, Julia Roberts, George Clooney one, yeah, that is 1,000% coin to TIFF. There's yeah. no oh, way yeah. it's not. Like that, it, It's such a TIFF movie. Yeah. yeah. No, and it feels I, like a really big like, like event. Like, I feel like people will be excited about it. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and the trailer here is playing ahead of everything, even Bodies, 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 which was really weird because it was they didn't play the Halloween trailer, which was really weird. They played I feel like they put that in instead of Halloween, which felt really weird. But it was literally a um, that crazy Christian guy. What's his name? I can't remember already. Chris Pratt. What? Not Chris Pratt. Um... I can't remember. It'll come to me. But they played like a trailer for this crazy Christian movie and then like a bunch oh. of horror movies and then the George Clooney, Julia Roberts trailer. And I was like, what? Like, this is weird. Very yeah. weird. Well, I will like say after uh, after now that I am fully jobless and away from a theater, um, I will say that I had in the past thrown some trailers in there that probably weren't supposed to be in there at times. I'm really um, excited about Broker and um, Empire of Light and then Decision to Leave. I, I didn't expect those to be at TIFF. I think... Oh, Jillian is coming back in. I think I expected... Um, I felt like either one of Broker or Decision to Leave would be in there. Empire of Light, to me, is the funny one because it felt like up until it was announced at TIFF, everyone was like, oh, is it even going to be like released this year? Well, they, I don't remember who it was, but somebody did an interview and they were like, oh, it's its just getting into editing. And I was like, mm-hmm. excuse me? And then like a week later, they were like, Canadian premiere at TIFF. Yeah. And I was like, so it's also going to tell you, right? Yeah. What movie? Uh, Empire of Light. Oh, yeah, that was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was another big one. <laughs> I was like, I heard previously like oh it's not going to festivals yeah 
because like they didn't like the test readings and now and then it's like oh that's an interesting uh, surprise I got that morning yeah that and then I'm also really surprised about the menu not that it's going like I feel like that makes sense but like I just I've started to hear different things about it than I originally heard so I wonder if it's going to be better than we're thinking it's going to be because I kind of just crossed it off my mind as like a a Kinsey cannibal movie that would like be for me and like 10 other people but it seems like it might be better than that so that's exciting because nicholas holt you know we're always here his american accent is not (laughs) very good in the trailers do you guys remember that movie he did um the romeo and juliet zombie movie yes (laughs) i I really liked it i liked it a lot on theaters too Um, um, there's something else. oh pearl pearl i just yeah. love pearl 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 another movie that no one thought was even coming <laughs> i i don't know why i had it in my mind that it would be like the january horror movie so it being ready that much earlier is really wild but that's yeah. really exciting and then i'm also really curious about eternal daughter speaking of a24 um because i loved Hog, but i just didn't know like does she rest like i feel like this is like just so many movies and then i know adriano is so excited about greatest beer run ever like, i was gonna oh, say oh, for him i thought it was gonna be either that or the whale <laughs> the whale was legit the whale the <laughs> yeah. whale is like you don't even have to mention that adriano is excited about the whale it's literally it's literally my name on the zoom right now literally is <laughs> Has yes. on it. Yeah. I I can you imagine if they play at the same time and like there's only like that's the only tickets he can get. They're like at the mm-hmm. exact same time. Like which I one would you choose? Like, they could literally be like, oh Adriano, you can only go to Failments or the Whale. I'd be like, tell Spielberg to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Where's Aronofsky? I have a word. Um, <laughs> he would be yeah. really pleased about that. Oh, and then the biggest one for me is women talking. Mm-hmm. I because that's like I just I have so much writing on it in my mind and my predictions yeah. I'm I'm really interested at what it's really even going to be um I don't know if this is still holding up but everyone was saying oh it could be like mass of this year and I was like so it's just going to be a lot of people talking or like are they going to go around or like i was like okay I'm like what things about it like and i was gonna pick up the book but i was just like i don't want to read so uh but like i'm hearing very conflicting things like it's mass but also like they do have multiple locations i guess we'll find out in like a month yeah i'm just um, like are we getting a trailer like what like please an I image I, but um, an image, gotta get an image yeah um, they'd have to do something Oh, and then um, Triangle of Sadness playing is really wild to me. Yeah. I Because Adriano and I both agreed we moved it up in our predictions when um, the release date came out because that release date was just yeah. later than I thought. I definitely was like, that's a September dump it, maybe in screenplay and that's it. But like the release date and now it's playing at TIFF. I'm like, I'm going to keep my eye on you. What else? What else does neon have this year other than like um Dope. i know they have broker 
they have um, the David Bowie doc, and then they have Fire of oh, Love. Yeah. Moon, what is it? Moon and Stranger. They have something else. Do they have anything else that could be like a big contender in like like above the line categories? No offense to documentaries, just not going to happen. Well, what yeah. I can tell, I think it's just Triangle. Yeah, Triangle and um, well, Triangle and Broker. They've got Broker too. Yeah, yeah, I get. Yeah, Song Kang Ho, but like, um, I mean, I I still feel like Broker could. I think I don't know who's going to take it between broker and decision to leave but i still feel like broker could at least get uh karita a screenplay nom he he wrote that didn't he um but i think it i think it could get almost like a worst person in the world screenplay and then song kang ho might just have more of a push into actor than uh what renate did last year but um but yeah i mean i like thinking about it like just neon is so good every year of like putting i mean if just look at it last year it was like neon and eric anderson were the two people trying to get kristen stewart into the uh (laughs) into the oscars race and they like did it so that's what like thinking because i remember i was i was kind of pushing back a little bit about the triangle sadness but i also like i'm thinking of it and it's like he i mean the guy has been nominated well he hasn't his country has been nominated for an oscar that of a movie that he's done um and i just know neon is really good at campaigning very different than uh the studio we're going to talk about today um are there any other any other things that you're looking for adriano is there anything other than the uh other than the obvious that you're excited to see uh, while you're there, anything that you're going to try to prioritize? Um, I my list of watches is is unhealthy. Like yeah. it's, but like I do have a list of like priority viewings. Uh, like and certain ones that I'm like particularly interested in. Uh, Bros is one I'm very very excited for because mm-hmm. I I love a good studio comedy and it looks so fucking funny. Um, Banshees of Inisherin, really excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you mention the Sun or? No, the, the sun's an obvious one. Um, you mentioned the menu, but I'm gonna bring it up again because that looks so my speed. It's unreal. Um, and just a couple ones that like. Oh, also the Weird Al movie that looks. Yes, awesome. that I was gonna say that he seeing that that was coming. I like. I I want that to be like. I don't think it would be a good Weird Al movie unless it is almost like um like Walk Hard but in like a much yeah. more flamboyant kind of way where it like is a biopic, but it is a parody at the same time. I just, like if Elvis, like if Elvis is more self-aware almost. Yeah. Where it just like, oh, um, are you guys going to see my policeman? I, I, I do plan on watching that. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, I'm looking forward the, to hopefully finding good nurse. Uh, yeah. I, I do, I, and then yes, but like it's not priority. I, um, I one didn't we didn't talk what, about. I didn't realize onion. what the good nurse was about, and then I like read about it, and I am just like, what? It sounds so. It, it, I trust the director, but I don't think it'll. Be yeah. Funny. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, uh, but one glass we didn't onion. say glass onion. Yep. 
which seemed seemed at the beginning of time seemed like the movie and now it's like everything else just just come along and just absolutely like threw it down i think for me other than that holy spider i'm looking forward to um, i'm so excited that holy spider is playing there because mm -hmm. i have been really curious like what if that's like the big international movie that breaks through everywhere Mm -hmm. not the ones that everyone's suspecting and because that one feels a little more timely based on what I've read about it but I do wonder like between that and women talking like are are they gonna choose one really dark movie with that mm -hmm. kind of theme behind it but um, um let's see what else the woman king uh, the woman king is so excited to. for the reaction because that's like opening night right mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm really so. Excited um, for the reaction because I don't know the release date isn't really comforting for me on that. Yeah. And then, um, and then until the announcements that I'm really excited for one of them is Butcher's Crossing with Nick Cage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one looks sick. And um, I don't know why this caught my eye so much, but what's love got to do with it with uh, Lily James? That mm -hmm. I, I, I know I, why it caught your eye. It caught my eye for the same thing. <laughs> I, I, I know. <laughs> Still. <laughs> um, I think uh, another one that I'm really looking forward to is Wendell and Wild from Henry Seller. Yeah. Um, yes. Written, yes. you know, written by Jordan Peele as well, starring Jordan Peele and uh, Keegan-Michael Key. I'm interested to see, like, him go back after he's done, like, so much, like, horror, horror, horror to, like, go back to doing, like, something that's probably going to be more comedic. Um and all quiet on the western front. Yeah, but isn't it like like also isn't Wendell Wild like also like a horror film though? Doesn't seem like it. I don't know. I think it's like in a yeah. Like I mean, I think it's like motion. yeah. Like it says it's. I mean, they're two demon brothers, so there's probably going to be like some uh, horror elements to it. Um. But I feel like it won't be like legitimately. Yeah, like, I think it's more. But of it's like, not like he completely abandoned it. Like, yeah, he, okay. He's staying there. Yeah. Also, devotion, devotion. That's a. And then I I'm also excited about um, Argentina, 1985. It seems very, very like dark and depressing. And something that will not be an easy watch, but I'm really excited to watch it. Um, yeah, the series ridiculously stacked. Yeah, like, yeah it's like it, th them saying like that's not it. I'm like, are you kidding? Like, yeah. Um, and then of course I know it was mentioned in passing, but of course the movie that in my eyes and I think in some of the other people's eyes at Oscar Central that is still in first place to win Best Picture next year, The Fablemans. Um, I mean, finally now, seeing, like... I've, I'm so... I, I'm just so nervous now because it's coming out so... Like, it's going to be screened so early. It's going to have, like, oh, yeah. front runner mm -hmm. so early, and it's going to get that A Star is Born treatment where it's just the front runner for too long. And, the, like, the well, we know that treatment. We know that Killers of the Flower Moon isn't going to beat it. Do we? 
just give me yeah. the source. Just give just me the source. Bro, trust me. <laughs> my source. <laughs> my favorite source. My favorite um, source. <laughs> we all know Grace Garon ever is going to win picture. <sighs> no, it's going to be Pearl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the first, like, two-parter. X and Ooh, Pearl are going to, like... I wish the, uh yeah. But uh anyways, Brian, is there anything you're looking forward to seeing uh right now? Uh I mean, not to like you guys pretty much said all the things I was looking forward to, but one that I'm really intrigued about, mainly because of who's in it, is Raymond and Ray with Ethan Hawk and yes, Ewan McGregor. Yes. I like, completely anything with about anything that one. I with that the them I'll watch. Yeah, I I'll watch anything with them. And them together, they're like two of the best people working. So sign me up for that. I mean, just Ethan Hawke, just in general. I'm like... And Ewan McGregor, do not speak ill. No, no, no. I'm not speaking ill of Ewan McGregor. But um, I was talking with Tyler Doster from Awards Watch. And he's just now getting through the Before Trilogy for the first time. And so it's just brought so much back from that, from those movies. Um but yeah, so that is our TIFF talk. Oh, he's still here. Okay, so that's our TIFF talk. Um, moving on from that, uh, the other big news of the week is that uh, we have found out that only boys watch HBO Max and only girls can watch Discovery+. Plus. And if you watch one or the other, you just have to sell your soul to uh, the WBD devil, I guess. Um, but the HBO Max. Sorry, really quick to that joke. I saw one fucking hilarious thing where it's like HBO Max and it's like a clubhouse says no girls allowed or some shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what do we all think about the Max Discovery HBO Max? I don't know why I fucking said Max. Do you know what would have been like First, if they had just said we're going to merge the apps, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like no one would have flinched. They would have been like, yeah, of course you are. Like, that makes sense. Like, we all knew it was coming. But to like, like, and I know it wasn't their fault, but like it is because they're a major corporation. They should have known this was happening. That like information was leaking before the call. So like the Batgirl thing, like leaking and the, it not being handled properly. And then like... They do this call with these weird slides they should have known, like, would be taken, like, not even out of context. Like, you can't take that out of context. It's just bad. But, like, they just didn't do any of this properly. And then, like, do are they all offline? Like, do they see, like, anything? I understand, (laughs) like, but I was talking to my friend. I wonder, I didn't listen to the call, and I'm not really reading that much about it because I just don't care but like are was there data pulled from like the account holder because like so many people use their parents accounts Mm -hmm. or like their significant others accounts and like you don't know who's really watching what like i'm sorry my name on my hbo app is chromatica what do they think that means like they're they're not like oh that's that that's like you know (laughs) but like i just don't understand especially like the HBO Max shows in question are like Pretty Little Liars and Gossip Girl. And they're saying that skews 
men? I know. It's like, yeah. like one excuse of their shows me? Called, one of their shows is called Sex Lives of College Girls. Like one of their best shows. Yeah. But, sure. like, but and also, and also their most like award like their biggest award show is Hacks. Like how Yeah. Like I get that their biggest like the biggest show is Peacemaker. And even that one, like, yeah, it's more male oriented, but like it's it has like a lot of like like pretty strong female characters in it. It's like how are you how did you make that stretch you know mm-hmm. it's um, so weird yeah i think i think you're right kinsey i think they were being i think they just were being super sketchy about it and like removing removing all of the content i like a couple days before the call definitely didn't help um mm-hmm. well, and like, then again and the batgirl noticing, the scooby-doo like all that kind of stuff people are like noticing like random things being pulled off like Mm -hmm. one by one it wasn't even like so it's like they were hiding that they were doing it had they done it like all in one swoop i would have been like oh they're not hiding anything or like like, the beginning of the month or something yeah like every day it's like something like random just being pulled down is very weird and like they just i don't know and the whole like lumping everyone together like that without like because I looked through like the presentation, like there weren't like like anything like infographics or anything like displaying like the data to where they got to that stupid slide of like this is men, this is women. Like mm-hmm. it was just like like oh what men watch this, women watch this, and I'm like I get it that my mom is watching Fixer Upper, but my mom is also watching stuff on HBO Max. Like. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just don't get it. And I also yeah. just want to say, if anyone uses this opportunity to speak ill of guys' grocery games or diner drive-ins and dives, I will come after you. Do not say anything mean about Guy Fury. Never. He did nothing. No. Yeah, I mean, my mom, who doesn't watch a lot of, like, television very intensely, one of her favorite shows of the past, like, five years was Mary Town. And so, like definitely definitely putting it to use um i also feel like they should have like waited and just like made all these announcements at the same time because it's like now we just like to have it's like when you go into a meeting with your boss and you have all these questions and then you leave with more questions like you don't get any real answers like Mm -hmm. it's like what is going to happen to all these shows like you just greenlit all these shows for a second, third season. It's like, well, what's going on with them? Like, well, and you can't just say of, this and then like not say anything. Like, and the, so what is happening with hacks? Because like, are the people voting for the Emmys going to take this into consideration now? Like, do they feel they could save this show by like awarding it stuff? Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like it was done in such a poor manner. And I also just am still very confused about the Batgirl thing. Like, why not just? cut out michael keaton if that's what they're really worried about and dump it on hbo like i don't there's no reason like no i'm sorry you you're filming another movie with ben affleck you already filmed another movie with michael keaton you greenlit the robert pattinson for another one you were making this confusing with all these batman before hbo and they they also have the uh the gotham show that's set in the pattinson universe from Matt Reeves coming to HBO Max. And the Penguin show. Yeah. And they so don't need to make those. They don't need to make those. Just make stuff standalone. Stop making stuff universes. I hate it. Um I hate it so much. 
Speaking of, uh, speaking of actually our last new segment, speaking of leave stuff alone, um, I wonder if anyone knows where I'm going with this one. Uh, Joker Folie Adieu. Uh, the beautiful French boy. Musical sequel starring Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix. Um, do we have any thoughts on that? Joker doesn't really require thoughts. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm devastated. This is what she's doing with her career. I understand that it was like a huge Oscar thing, but like, and it reunites her with Bradley Cooper a bit, but this is not the reunion I wanted. Mm-hmm. This is not it. What is she doing? I hate this. I hate it yeah. so much. And she's already like changing the Chromatica World Tour bit. Like she's doing this weird laugh all of a sudden. And I'm like, please stop, ma'am. Just stop. I, do- I don't want this. I-, I hate it. I don't like it. She's better than this. Also, they're not fooling anyone. Officially confirming this in the midst of all this stuff happening. Yeah. It's, you know not what it sounds fooling like? anyone. Yeah. No, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like when they... Look over uh, here. It sounds like when they announced the uh, Jason Momoa Frosty the Snowman movie amidst all the uh, oh, the all the Joss Whedon stuff. Oh, it felt like so long ago too. Yeah, they said, oh yeah, Jason Momoa is going to be playing Frosty the Snowman in a live action, like, like fully live announced. Live action. Um, I, you know what I also just realized? They, they did this, like, so they do the Batgirl thing, then they announce officially that um, all of this is going to be on digital. Mm-hmm. Like Today, the following right? week, tomorrow. Well, as of recording tomorrow, but when it's published, probably. Same yeah. Day. But yeah. meanwhile, meanwhile, I saw Elvis last week because I was like, shit, it's going to be my last time. So me and my friend went to go see it and it was completely sold out on like a Tuesday. It was very bizarre. And I'm like, so that movie is still doing well in theaters. They decide to can Batgirl completely, just never show anyone it ever again. They're going to cancel all these HBO Max shows that people like. And then they're like, oh, we'll, we'll just put Lady Gaga officially in Joker. Here you go. Here, stop talking about anything else we're doing. It's not a good decision. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. But I'm also just like one... Come on, come on is one of the best movies I've ever seen. And it's one of my favorite Joaquin Phoenix performances. And I don't understand how you go Joker, come on, come on, back to Joker. Like do something else. Like I my favorite Joaquin Phoenix is sad, sad boy, uh dad, Walking Phoenix. Other than Johnny Cash, of course. But I was about to say. <laughs> no, like her and come on, come on, those are like two of my favorite Joaquin Phoenix performances. And I think he's, he's so good in that kind of role. And I do think like, come on, come on. I will never forget how just genuinely like surprised I was at how good it was. Um, and then, yeah, to go from like that. Also, this is the first time he's ever doing a sequel. Is it not? It probably is. I don't, I don't think he's ever done a sequel before. Cause I mean, he didn't do brother bear too. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought I, I like was fully certain that he had like a thing about not doing sequels, and so That's he stayed away from. Um, 
And so he stayed away from him for a while. And now he's, I guess, going for that second Oscar. I also um, really like that um, the dancing in Joker was improvised. Like it wasn't in the script. And like, that's what they use in this little clip to announce Gaga mm-hmm. is like the dancing. I'm like, Todd Phillips didn't even think of that. Like, yep. I feel like, like a lot of the stuff in the movie, Todd Phillips did not think about. Literally every single thing that everyone pointed out as like part of the mastery of his performance. They were like, oh, he improvised that. So I'm like, so what did Todd Phillips do other he than said, ranked he, king of comedy? Put, like, what did he do? Put a camera up and said, hey, move this left and right. No, that's the thing. Like I do, I do think Joaquin Phoenix gave a good performance in Joker. But I think that a lot of that was just him being an actor rather than him being directed you know to do the, anything. The rumors that were started by Harry Styles fans and yeah. have nothing to do in fact with anything. I'm pretty sure we should have started those rumors about Joaquin Phoenix on set. Yeah, no, he he actually got the uh, best director nomination. Yes, yes. If he did, can you imagine Bong Joon Ho would have been so nice? Not like yeah. that thing he did to John Phillips. He's like, he literally says all these really nice things about every director. Then he's like, oh, and Todd Phillips. He's like, you made the hangover. It's like, I like that movie. He's like, who let the dogs out? (laughs) (laughs) God. Oh, God. Um, But yeah, so that is is wrapping it up for news of the week. Um, We are going to be moving on for the next bit of the segment we would be talking about bodies 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 but uh like we said at the beginning only kenzie has seen it um so kenzie if you want to give some quick thoughts and give any oscars thoughts that you think the movie should have other than original song um charlie xcx please make her an oscar nominee we um um it's really fun. I do want to say it's more of like a murder mystery, not a slasher film. I understand the marketing. It, the marketing's not like wrong. It's just like if you're going in expecting it to be like a slasher film, it's not that. It's a murder mystery. Okay, but well, it is so fun and I love it so much. And I'm not a big Pete Davidson fan. And I literally saw it the day the news came out that we didn't discuss for some reason that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian broke up after nine months. After nine months and what? They broke up the same day that Khloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson's second child was born. Um, Wild. Chris Jenner works so hard. Um, (laughs) But. The movie's so fun. Pete Davidson's actually really good in it. I don't really like him, but he's so fun in it. And the cast is just amazing. I would love someone, like some critic to nom- like to at least shout out that ensemble because it's great. Um, but it would be really cool if somebody did something for editing. It's really great. And the directing's really great. And then... Um, the soundtrack is just amazing. There is a song from another A24 movie that is very, very, very important in my life and mm-hmm. the way I watch movies. And that song popping up in this movie, I literally screamed. I was so excited. But yeah, it's great. So um, if it makes its way to your town, please check it out and support Lee Pace. 
who, by the way, does like a TikTok dance in this movie. And it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. He is just like, he doesn't fit on TikTok. Like he doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. He's six foot five. The man does not fit on a TikTok screen. Like there's no way, but love this movie. And obviously and Rachel he- is just next level. Like, I don't know what we need to do to get her in something else like this, but please make it happen. She should be in the new Scream they're working on. Scream, Scream with the E's. I don't know where they're putting the Scream sex. with the exclamation point. Or Scream with an S. What if they just call it Scream again? And there's just like a Scream again. <laughs> um, but she's so good in this movie. I love her so much. But, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited that uh because my press screening next week's a promotional screening. So um, I'm excited because I saw your tweet that you said watch it with a crowd. Um, I so I am excited like that I get so to like watch it. So fun with, with one. a crowd. And like I'm seeing it again with some people on Tuesday and it's sold out. And like we were like, oh, we should go see it. And I was not going to buy tickets, but it was really full. So we were like, holy shit. But it's so fun with a crowd. It's such a loud movie, but it's like, I don't know people just react really vividly it's so exciting but it's definitely not a slasher please don't go into it expecting it to be like Damn. gory and but it's really fun okay it's so fun perfect summer movie awesome. jillian said it best on her tiktok she said forget top gun this is the movie of the summer and she is correct okay. um yes. well awesome um other than bodies 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 uh hopefully getting some nominations uh the ones that a24 has gotten so far uh through i guess since 2015 movies 2016 oscars so through six years so far they've racked up 35 nominations uh with seven wins um the seven wins i will list off quickly have come with brie larson for room uh, lead actress Amy for documentary feature, Ex Machina for visual effects, Moonlight for picture, which we all, everyone in the world knows that one, uh, Moonlight for adapted screenplay, um, after winning what original screenplay at WGA, um, and then Mahershala Ali for Moonlight as well, and Ya Yoon Ya Young, um, for Minari. I'm trying not to butcher that, uh, for supporting actress. Um, we'll start with the 2016 Oscars, um, and at the 2016 Oscars, Ex Machina was nominated for original screenplay, one visual effects, Amy won documentary feature, uh, Room was nominated for picture, director, uh, lead actress for Brie Larson, who won, and adapted screenplay. Um, just around the room, we'll start with Adriano, do you think all of these wins and nominations were, uh, were definitely, do you think they were correct? Do you think there's anything else they should have been nominated for? Anything like that? Um, yeah, I can't really, like, Brie Larson's who I would pick in that line. So, yeah. That, yeah. That, was definitely that ex machina win still fucks in my brain. <laughs> I was like, how, what? That, I, that was probably the only time that I've ever, like, been, like, just completely blindsided. Like where I'm like, oh, I, I didn't even cons- like even like something like Bong Joon Ho, which caught me completely off guard. Even then, I had considered the possibility like Ex Machina VFX. I didn't even like consider the possibility of that. And I was like, it's one of those situations where like, all right, not my personal pick, but I'm like, honestly, that's such an awesome and unique win for them uh, mm-hmm. that I was fine with it. 
um, as for what should have been nominated, was The Witch that year? We'll talk about we'll talk about movies that didn't get any nominations after the fact. Okay. Um, but just of these, do you think any of these movies deserved more nominations than what they got? Uh, I mean, I would have personally given Ex Machina a little bit more. Um, and Jacob Tremblay should have been nominated for Room. But yep. like, you know, I, I don't want to get too selfish, but I think it's a good crop, you know? Yeah, no, I, I saw Kenzie's post. Um, I definitely do agree that Jacob Tremblay should have been nominated and won for Room. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there, uh, especially in Best Actor, where we got one of Leo's, in my opinion, one of his not so best performances um, as the winner. We could have definitely slotted out Eddie Redmayne for the Danish girl and put Jacob Tomboy in there for there uh, for room is all I'm saying. could have taken out my enemy, Matt Damon. I liked, I liked Matt. I thought Matt Damon was really good in The Martian. I Uh, love The Martian. I hate what people disown it. (laughs) That's one where I'm like, uh, like I get the Matt Damon like hate, but I'm like, I'll give him a pass for the Martian. <laughs> Probably yeah. Ridley Scott's like last great movie. Um, uh, also, I do want to point out that Alicia Vikander won for the wrong movie that year. Correct. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. And going back to the uh, visual effects uh, win for Ex Machina, I do think it is kind of insane giving the movies that it was up against, which was Mad Max Fury Road, uh, which absolutely annihilated that night. Um, the Martian, which was fully you know effects and uh really well uh the revenant and star wars the force awakens so i think ex machina picking up that win was was um very telling for the work that they did in that 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 was the only win that i can ever attribute to where i can genuinely say oh i think vote splitting went down because usually i don't believe in vote splitting but in that case when you have like mad max and star wars where it's like well none of them like neither of them are like obviously better than the other and like, mm-hmm. so i i do genuinely think that that was the only case of vote splitting working in next month in favor yeah anyone yeah, else and ha- i feel like people just like the movie so they like wanted to like on top of that i feel like people wanted to do something for it because i also think that movie helped alicia win in a sense, because mm-hmm. people were like not just voting for the movie that she won for, but they were just voting for her in general. And people who have two movies in one year always kind of like have that kind of effect. But Ex Machina, I would have nominated literally in every category, but I would have really loved, loved, loved to see it in um, production design. I thought it was really cool. And I never felt like the constraints of the budget with that. Um, but what else? Um, Room, obviously Jacob Tremblay. I think he is so incredible in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think I would have put Room in cinematography. I thought it was really beautiful. I just rewatched it since it's on HBO. Um, but I just think it's a really beautiful movie. And it does a really good job of using the cinematography as like an additional character kind of to like transport them in Room to when he's outside of room and I feel like the cinematography really helps with like when Jack sees the sky for the first time and stuff like that and um I think that would have been a great nomination and then um I think that's it I don't think I liked Amy but documentary features are really the only place I would have put it 
It's also, um, I will say for Room, I think it's really interesting that the person who wrote the novel also wrote the screenplay and had it get nominated for an Oscar because you see a lot of times where people write, who can write books well, can't write screenplays well just because it's a vastly different writing style. Uh, so seeing her like, you know, write this novel and then transfer over to uh, screenplay is really interesting. This is actually, um, this is actually the Oscars that got me interested in the Oscars because I remember watching Room for the first time. It was my freshman year of college, and being like, this was one of the first times where I saw a movie and I was like, this has to win the Oscar. And I was talking about Brie Larson, and I followed her the whole year, and I just watched her keep winning every everywhere I went. Um, I think awards watch was my home screen at one point and I just kept following along. Uh, so, yeah. So I definitely think uh, Brie Larson's Oscar was more than well-deserved. I think she gives an absolutely like incredible performance. Um, and yeah, I agree with everything else that was said. Um, moving on to 2017, uh, 2017, we had Moonlight that of course one picture was nominated for director one supporting actor for Mahershala Ali um, was nominated for supporting actress for Naomi Harris uh, one adapted screenplay was nominated for cinematography film editing and score uh, the lobster that year was nominated for original screenplay and 20th century women was also nominated for original screenplay and I'll start with Kinsey on this one um do you feel like any of it deserved more, less, uh, well, anything like that? The Lobster certainly deserved a nomination for Mr. Colin Farrell. He is so good in that movie. I love it so much. Um, and then I think 20th Century Women deserved to be nominated for pitcher, director, Annette Benning. I would have thrown Billy and Greta nominations. I mm -hmm. love 20th Century Women so, so much and everything about it. And they could have thrown in a new Oscar for casting just to give this movie and they could have never given it back, like had that award again and I would be fine with it. Mm -hmm. I love 20th Century Women so much. Yeah, no, but absolutely. I feel like, um, I feel bad I don't know his name off the top of my head. Um, the actor that plays the the character in Moonlight, the middle age, he is so good. I would have put him in. Um, I feel bad I can't think of his name. But um, yeah, I would have put him in too. Not that Moonlight needed more. Ashton guess, Sanders. Yes, yes. I oh. loved him so much in Moonlight. Um, but yeah, but Moonlight deserved um, to win director also, but whatever. Yeah, no, I, I I loved the directing that um, Chazelle brought to La La Land, but I wouldn't have been upset. Um, I also think that supporting actress category is probably at least the top three or four is like just incredibly loaded. I think Viola Davis uh, in Fences, Naomi Harris in Moonlight, and Michelle Williams in Manchester by the Sea are like could win in any other year if they weren't going against each other. Um, and yeah, I I think the lobster definitely, um, I would have loved to see it get some more love at that one. 
Uh, I'm glad that the favorite helped Yorgos break out, but I mean, the lobster was just so incredible. Uh, Brian, do you have anything you want to add? Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of La La Land. I thought it was great. And the score for it was fantastic, but Nicholas Bratel's work in Moonlight is so freaking good. And it's kind of sad that he doesn't have an Oscar at this point. I feel like he's going to win one down the road. Mm -hmm. But that score is one of the best that I've heard, honestly, ever. Like, I've been listening to that and his Beale Street Could Talk score on loop lately and his Succession score. Like, he's just been playing nonstop on my Spotify for weeks. But, yeah, I agree with... um, Kenzie, what's funny enough is that I'm actually not a fan of The Lobster. I don't know why it just never clicked with me as much as his other films did. But Colin Farrell, he should have been nominated. I agree. He should have gotten in. And 20th Century Women, everything that Kenzie said, that was one of the best films of the year. Mm -hmm. Pitcher, director, Annette, Billy, Greta. And if they had done a casting Oscar, I would have awarded this, even though it wasn't my favorite film that year. Yeah, I really yeah, I think- mean, everything else here is, you know, I'm I'm not angry with what got nominated, what won. I'm very happy that Mahershala won, too. Like that was if he hadn't walked home with that Oscar, I would have been incredibly disappointed. I think I think you definitely could have substituted Meryl Street and Florence Foster Jenkins out for Annette Benning and 20th century woman I and nobody like would have batted an eye. thought that was going to happen. Yep. We all thought it was going to happen. I, I remember I watching that 20th Meryl century would woman. just like drop off. I was like, this movie is not good. <laughs> well, that wasn't even, that wasn't even like, it was because Ruth Negga was like the shock to me. I was, but I'll, but I was also like, I remember thinking like, oh, and that Benny won't get in, but like she should because she's so good in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's so good in that movie. Um, it's crazy, the whole cast. But yeah, moving, uh, moving quickly on to 2018, um, we've got uh, the Florida Project was nominated for supporting actor, and I will have lots of thoughts about this as well as I feel like Kinsey will too. Um, <laughs> the Lady Bird was nominated for picture. <laughs> the Lady Bird. <laughs> to me yeah it's a better title (laughs) um picture director actress for Saoirse Ronan supporting actress for Laurie Metcalf and original screenplay and the disaster artist was nominated for adapted screenplay um I will actually let Kenzie start with this one as well because I feel like this is very much her uh her Oscar season this was okay I just want to set the scene for this Oscar season at the end of my work year in 2017 I had five vacation days that I had assumed I would get paid out for and they were like no you cannot get paid out for them and I was like oh so they can roll over and they were like no so I took them and I saw two movies a day five days in a row um incredible time at the arc light on sunset that is no longer there but um i saw so many of these movies back to back um but ladybird should have won picture it should have won actress it should have won supporting actress i'm sorry it also should have won screenplay and tracy letts should have been nominated for supporting actor yep he is so <laughs> good in it i want to eat doritos with him in the car why does he say doritos <laughs> like that i don't know but it's never not on my mind. 
but he is so it's such a like subtle beautiful performance from him and I know that we were all really rightfully so hung up on Laurie Metcalf and Sorsha Ronan's beautiful American accent but Kenzie what does uh what does he say whenever uh Lady Bird asked him why they don't get a divorce. He's like, we're too broke or something like that. He's like, we can't afford that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he says everything in a way where it's so sincere, but also a joke. But also, you know, he's like numbing the pain with jokes. Okay, it's look. so layered. It all I'm going to say beautiful. is if Sam Rockwell can get a nomination for turning around at the camera and crying, Tracy Letts can get a nomination for fixing his son's tie and saying good luck while he walks into a, um, an interview that he just interviewed for. Like, it's, give it to him. Give it to it's, him. It's insane. I'm not asking for a win. I'm asking for a nomination. Please. But um, also, it should have been nominated for cinematography. It did, mm-hmm. once again, such a great job at capturing a city I never think twice about, and I live in the same state. Never think about Sacramento, mm-hmm. ever. But this movie did such a great job at capturing it, but also doing such a great job of, like, that's not my hometown, but that movie transported me to mm-hmm. imagining me driving the same streets as my mom and how my mom saw it and then how I saw it. And I just, it was so good, so good. And um, the Florida Project, listen. Yep, listen, <laughs> here listen, we go. Listen, I have a lot of nominations. I feel like this movie should have gotten, Brooklyn should have been in consideration. She is so, so good mm-hmm. in this movie. But Willem Dafoe has never been hotter and he's also never been better. I don't understand. I know it is so good. It is like not what uh, I suspect. Like it's not what you think of when you think of Willem Dafoe. mm -hmm. And that's what makes that performance so great to me. And him in those jeans, just him in those jeans, like explain it. It makes no sense. What is he 70 in this movie? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Yeah. But he is so heartfelt and so just not the not 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 the man I think of, but I, I love it so much. Also, cinematography. This movie is stunning. Yes. Stunning. Stunning. Absolutely. It is not a stunning location, but it is stunning. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's so I good. think I think that being able to um, you know, I know Sean Baker last year you know, everyone's on the fence with, uh, with what he did, but I think with this one, I think he's such, he does such a good job of really finding these very real and intimate locations. Um, and these kind of places that you think would have had to have been built, but like just exist out in the wild. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely think like cinematography, directing Brooklyn, um, all of that, but Willem Dafoe should have won. I, I, I'm very much think he's going to win an Oscar. He works too much, and he, uh, he's too good to not. But, um, but it's when he wins for something, it just it won't be. I don't think it'll be as good as what he did in the Florida Project. He just was so, so incredibly good. Um, yeah, that was a stellar year for A24. Yeah, like I think. Really- Oh no, I was just I was just gonna agree. I was like, I even think um I mean I don't know what everyone's opinions on the disaster artist are. I know the lead actor people might have certain opinions, but I still I very much love the movie. And I think disaster that was my number one favorite movie of that year. Yeah, same, same. 
I, I think it was. So I think it was. It was not my number one, but it was like my one of my top like three of the year. I absolutely loved the movie, and I thought, um, I thought Redacted was really good, uh, and I thought everyone else was really good in it as well. And I thought, uh, you know, watching that after seeing the room and seeing the recreation of all those yeah. uh, sets, I was glad to see that it got adapted screenplay, even after like, you know, everyone kind of turned it away because of everything it's still got some love somewhere um yeah you know i wish i'll uh yeah i just love that movie i'm glad to see it got in somewhere um but yeah i think i think like quality wise this is this is probably like of their oscar stuff it's pretty high up there i think um, everything this year should have been should have been bigger than what it was and you know should have done more um and i still also clarify people who follow me on twitter i do think lady bird is a banger i know i made a controversial <laughs> statement on my twitter about little women this week but let me clarify lady bird is an absolute banger yeah we can continue. it's no it's it's incredible um i think no one even talked about if Lori Metcalf should have won over Allison Janney. We don't have to I, talk about it. That's a fact. <laughs> even the question? <laughs> I would have voted for Janney, but I would not have been against a Lori. I just, I, I don't know. Listen, I'm a huge West Wing person, but I don't think this was an Oscar winning performance from Allison Janney. I'm very sorry. I'm not a big Itanya fan, and I don't even know why she won. I really don't think that that was a deserving win. Like, she was fine, but, like, Oscar-winning performance? Come on. Laurie should have won. Like, yeah. come on. I'm I sorry. honestly I mean, would have had her at five from this same, lineup. Same, same. I, I... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, shout out to this year for starting the trend of um, singers being nominated for original song and then um, mm-hmm. acting. Because mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige is nominated in supporting actress and original song. Crazy. Have we had that every no, not every year. Okay. I Almost was say, every we had year that... because we yeah. had it the following year for A Star is Born with Lady Gaga. And then I think there was a one year gap or no for Cynthia Revo. No, no, Cynthia Revo. It was like the next year. Yeah. So and then Andre right? Day didn't she didn't sing any like she didn't she did, but it wasn't nominated. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't shortlist yeah it was it's like i feel like if it had gotten in the shortlist it would have been nominated just to continue this like and then last year last year we didn't have anything either did we no no i don't Um, think anything was like eligible last year i'm blanking who else was nominated for supporting actress it was uh, that year it was Allison Janney, Mary Jane, Manville Blige. for Blige. Phantom Thread, which Queen. was I, I screamed. I was trying to remember who took Holly Hunter's nomination. And then a very, very deserved Octavia Spencer. I'm sorry. I love her in Shape of Water. She's love better her, in Shape of Water her Shape than of her well, last two nominations. Great, but I'm mad about Holly Hunter. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, Holly should have gone take in. Take out Allison Janney. <laughs> Yeah, I would take I would, a probably Octavia. But. Um, I wouldn't. Okay, Octa- I love Octavia Spencer, but I love Richard Jenkins more. So if I had to keep one of them, I would keep yeah. Richard Jenkins in. Um, but yeah, no Holly Hunter not getting that is was rough. Um, 
but that's that's a different studio for a different day and that could be a 15 part series of why um amazon is an awful uh promoter for the oscars um, but so any other thoughts on 2018 at the oscars for a24 I don't think so. Nope. Okay. So moving on, uh, the next couple are going to be quick. Uh, 2019, First Reformed. Only nomination. Uh, was nominated in original screenplay. Shouldn't have even been the A24 movie nominated for original screenplay. Um, we'll talk about that later. Uh, if anything, I'll start this one. If anything, First Reformed should have got in for lead actor, which I don't think is a super hot take to say um i think especially with how insane that best actor category was that year um i definitely think you could have gotten rid of for for how much we said we just loved willem dafoe i think he was great in at eternity's gate but i still would have i mean i would have taken vigo Come out on. first don't get me wrong i would take out rami Oh, yeah okay okay yeah <laughs> so let's be honest you take okay. out rami bradley oh. wins and then ethan hawk is in yeah i like that are we changing <laughs> we're, fighting to the death. we're fighting to the death it's a duel <laughs> no um but the dukes are right <laughs> but uh but yeah i'm not so gonna lie was... though the two that everyone would take out i haven't seen because i will not see bohemian rhapsody and green book i will also not see but is vigo bad in it no he all. was bad on the price he's not okay so he's he's not bad he really isn't like bad in the movie um it just very much is like not better than he's in i'll tell you that much yeah it's very much like marshall showcase and yeah is it if anything but you know it wouldn't be make my lineup by any stretch if anything i i don't know i get that the movies from uh vigo mortensen's character's point of view but i still think mahershala was more of a lead than what vigo was like even in that story um but yeah but take out rami put in ethan hawk as the winner too i don't care about sorry bradley i would i would even do that i I first reformed this movie, I'll probably never watch again because I thought about the whole time I was pregnant. But like, what a movie, what a performance, just stunning. But I'd also put the um first reformed in for cinematography. And well, come on, come on's the first reformed for like softies. That's true. Yeah. I and then um I what else would I do for first reformed? I don't know. I feel like that's it. But, I really like first reform, but like I don't think I would put it anywhere besides screenplay and actor. Yeah, I first reform was my favorite movie that year. I would give it everything. <laughs> but no, Ethan should have gone, and it's ridiculous that he didn't. Like, come on, like I'm happy the script got in, and it should have gotten in for cinematography. But oh, yeah, okay. Ethan was like, so uh, I'm still I'm still not happy about it. Talking about um, moving on and talking about a movie that just got in for cinematography, uh, 2020, mm. the only nomination of the year was Lighthouse for cinematography. Uh, we we will talk about the snubs later. The snubs. We will talk about the snubs later. Um, 
but we can talk about the lighthouse snubs right now <laughs> and how Willem Dafoe's second best performance ever uh, didn't do anything. So number one best performance in the edit. Yeah, I, I agree. I think not uh, only did the lighthouse deserve acting nominations for both of the actors, it got my reg- deserved. Regular. I should have worn the lighthouse shirts. I have like nine <laughs> the lighthouse shirts. Um, Willem Dafoe absolutely deserved. But the screenplay is actually so good. Yep. I know everyone just goes wild because of the what, what, what. But like the language that they are speaking in is just utterly insane. It should have been nominated for production design. Don't get me started. I don't understand. He is such a madman. I just don't understand. And then it should have been nominated for editing. It should have been nominated for score. It is a 10 mm-hmm. sound. It is a 10 out of 10 movie. It was my here's, favorite yeah, movie that year. Here's the real that, question. Shouldn't have the lighthouse been nominated for. Like, you know what? Yeah. It should have also been thrown in, in all the short categories, animated, documentary. Oh, I don't care. Best supporting Queen. actress. Yeah, like the mermaid. The mermaid. <laughs> the mermaid. I don't care. But in every nom- every category. I should have gotten everything. Like it, yes. it is it was my movie. it was my favorite movie that year. I just no. I it no, it yeah, I think my life going with Kinsey. I think the uh, the screenplay. It's like I know everyone goes back to the what, but like to have someone write a script that is as confident as to put like pages of them just saying what back and forth, and knowing that they will like articulate it how they're supposed to. Like you have to give credit. Like it, he makes such a visual script out of dialogue, which is insane. Um, and it, and it, I think that's where that's where I would definitely like push it as well it's just it's insane it's so good it's so good and to have a movie that's essentially just two actors non-stop both of them mm-hmm. give such incredible performances Willem Dafoe is obviously next level but Robert Pattinson is equally as good and yeah I just this movie deserved so much more so much yeah. more I was so excited it got in for cinematography but it deserves so much more um any other thoughts on the lighthouse before we go on to the next year? Take out both the popes and put in both the lighthouse keepers. Yeah. 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 Take out both the popes and put in a lot of people. Um, <laughs> so, sorry, sorry to the popes, but uh, you you stole it from us. Um, moving on to the next year, uh, we had Minari, uh, which should have won picture but didn't um nominated for picture director lead actor for steven yoon supporting actress for yunya jung and original screenplay and um got emil mosieri for score which i absolutely love um but that was the only movie that was nominated that year in anything um any thoughts on this Alan Steven's nominated. Oh, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Go Alan ahead. No, Kim. Alan Kim. Yeah. That's my yeah. only thought. That's my only thought. I was I very him. much a Maria Bakalova girly, but I was so happy to see Yoon win it. Um, and yeah, I do. I, I I agree. I think Alan Kim. I think he he campaigned his little tears off. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um. Anything else? I think I definitely think and I know that I I like this movie. It was a hot take uh, me liking this movie, but I think 10 times out of 10, I would have ripped 
cinematography away from the trial of Chicago seven and given it to Minari because yes, it was absolutely breathtaking. And I think one of my favorite things was hearing, um, was hearing Lee Isaac Chung talk about like the iconic shot of the movie in the fact that like Steven Yoon was just so tired one day, he just went and sat down and started smoking a cigarette and he just like put a camera in front of him. And that became like the shot of the movie. Um, I just, I love, love, love that movie. Um, I, you know, I like Nomadland a lot. I think that should have been the best picture winner, you know, by a long shot. I think it was just so well made, so well just thought out. Um, just all of it. I mean, I just, I, I can't stop thinking about that movie too much. Like, I, I might have to watch it tonight or tomorrow. Um, but yeah, does anyone else have anything about it? I was just so surprised that Steven had gotten in because I wasn't sure if he was going to crack the top five. And it was just crazy to me that now he's an Oscar nominee because, like, I grew up watching Walking Dead with him and just seeing him come a long way since that show. Like, his whole career has gotten so much better since he left the show. I think him leaving that show was the best decision that he made for his career. I don't know if it was his decision. Well, um, whoever's decision it was, they did a good job. If it was the creators, they did good. Uh, I Can don't you think imagine? He... He's like, holy shit, I'm getting killed off. I don't know what happened. I've never seen that show. But he's No, like, yeah, he did. He basically... He, he, uh, he gets killed they... off. He's like, holy shit, this is going to ruin my career. And now he's an Oscar nominee. They came in. They had a old dude come in with a bat and beat his head in. Do you wonder? Okay, you know what I think about a lot, though? Because that was really shocking that he got in. But I think about this a lot. Like, you know how we were all so confused that like Keith got in in supporting because he was campaigned as lead and like who mm-hmm. was the lead of the movie if they're both in supporting like if he had gotten in and lead would Steven be in? No, no, no. Because I think, no. I, think I think five, everyone else right. Yeah, I think because I think was the one that was like on the fence so basically that. we're always thankful that they put Lakeith in mm-hmm. to supporting so that we can now say. Academy Award nominee. Honestly, if you want, if you want to get like, if you want to go there, I think Lakeith should have been the one that stayed in lead, and Young should have been the one that was like weirdly just not in the category that he was submitted in. I yeah. could see that more than I with Lakeith because Lakeith just makes no sense to me because like his castmate. Yeah, mm-hmm. like his castmate is literally the winner. Yeah. So like, who was the lead? <laughs> like. Yeah, it's like you no. can't have co-leads. You're always supporting. So it would long. be yeah. It would be different if it was like if that movie was like a true ensemble, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it was from it was like like Keith's point of view the entire time. Um, but no. Uh, so yeah, so Minari was the only movie that year, and of course, this past year, uh, the tragedy of Macbeth only got in for lead actor, uh, production design, and cinematography. Um, I will start first. I think this definitely, you know, 10 times out of 10 should have got in for sound. Um, For some people, the sound people didn't like it. I watched, uh, I had an Academy, like, sound voter walk out of my screening. So don't get that. But, uh, But, yeah, I think... Trial of Chicago 7, or no, not Trial of Chicago 7, Jesus. Uh, Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, I get those mixed up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same movie. 
definitely should have gotten more love um, at the Oscars. Does anyone else have any thoughts about that? Uh, Catherine um, Hunter. Yeah, Catherine Hunter. Catherine Hunter, yeah. I that was like the one I kept thinking was gonna happen. I was like, I don't know who's gonna get knocked out, but she's gonna get in. And then like so many people got knocked out and she still didn't get in. Yeah. But she just did like, you know how we talk about like face acting, like mm-hmm. like like people doing so much with their face. Look at what she did with her body, <laughs> like yeah. to play like, different. Yeah, like to, okay? <laughs> like to play different like witches like doing that just absolutely insane amazing work and just kenzie did you see what judy dench did with her body though she, she looked, I mean, she looked, do you see how close that camera was to her face <laughs> <laughs> go <laughs> i cannot believe judy dench got nominated that is wild it's it's funny. It's funny going through the Wikipedia and seeing Judy Dench Belfast as Granny. I don't know why. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. Um, My favorite is um, that for like when they have people play like young and old, they always just say like one of them is young or one of them is old. It never says the other. Like so mm-hmm. for like Jesse Buckley, it says later young. Leda, yeah, young later. But yeah. Olivia Coleman just says later. I'm like, is she not old, later? Like. Because like Titanic, it says old Rose for mm-hmm. the actress that plays the older Rose. But then for Kate Winslet, it just says Rose. I'm like, is she not young Rose? Like, never, I uh, never actually thought I like that. Wow. Yeah. Um, but do we think Tragedy of Macbeth should have gotten anything? Um, I think uh, the biggest, the biggest one for me was, uh, I think it should have gotten screenplay. Um. I mean, I love the movie, but like, like in terms of screenplay, it's just like it's just Shakespeare. Like, the, it's take just, out well, but but it's they adapted it so well. Like, I would have taken out Coda. Mm-hmm. I would have taken out did. Coda. Put in tragedy. So well, but I think that's more so to Joe Cohen's direction than the screenplay. But the screenplay is so good. And I think I think that's the thing about the screenplay is like, I think it doesn't do the typical Shakespeare of like telling you that this is a Shakespeare it literally just starts from the beginning it's like well either you're going to get it or you, or you don't and it really it has a lot of confidence in its audience which I which I really enjoyed um, seeing from my point of view because this was my first like interaction with Macbeth and I was kind of learning it like along the way and uh, it was I mean I if I, I could pick up on it so I don't think it would have been too hard for anyone else to do that if this would have been in instead of Coda, this would be an all-timer category. Yeah. Not an adapted. Oh, adapted. I thought you were talking about picture. <laughs> oh my god. No. There is so much you'd have to take out of picture. Yeah. For this um, to be an all-timer. I with Tragedy McBab. It's like, I love Tragedy McBab, but like the three that it got, I'm like, yeah, that adds up that those are the three. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just like, it's a movie that's not for everyone, and even I can understand why. I think Denzel should have won that act for that's, sure. Like I, I loved Will, but like I think it should have been Denzel. He would have been my yeah. He would have yeah. been my winner, but I would have. He would have been number two for me. He wouldn't have been number one for me. He would have been so behind our singing boy. The last time I watched Power of the Dog, I was like, I would have given it to Benedict, but. 
Denzel's so good in this movie. And it's something I never really like thought about him doing. Like Mm -hmm. I never pictured him as Macbeth, even when they announced it. And I don't know, he's so good in it. He just speaks the dialogue so smoothly. Like it's just like, yeah, so it's so smooth and it's just so cool. And and I saw this in New York at the premiere and it was just so surreal watching it and just it it felt euphoric. And yeah, he should have gotten some. And honestly, I think this should have won cinematography. Dune was great. It was great. But what they what Bruno not having an Oscar is sickening, and this is one of the best looking movies I've ever seen personally. Yeah. Also, I think I was, I was insanely lucky enough to see Trash Macbeth in IMAX. Mm-hmm. That, oh my god, it should have gone to sound nod. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think I think uh I think for the all the same things Kinsey said, the lighthouse should have got a nomination for production design. I think this one did. And I think that is probably it's one of my favorites from the movie that that one actually got in um just because the whole setup is just incredible um so those are the movies that have been nominated and have won oscars um now we are going to transition to a24 movies that didn't um that weren't lucky enough to win or be nominated for Oscars, um, and we're going to start all the way back uh, from the beginning of A24 and go through. So does anyone have um, does anyone have anything up until 2016, just because that's where we started with the, um, well, 2015, because that's just where we started with the Oscars that they feel like should have been nominated for, or maybe one. Um, I definitely know Kinsey has a lot of thoughts about uh, one certain movie. Um, but yeah, does anyone have anything they want to talk about? The Bling Ring should yeah. have been nominated for at least four Oscars. I don't understand. Um, should have definitely been in conversation for Emma Watson. She is so good in this movie. I would have never suspected her. I was honestly a little annoyed she got that part because I grew up watching Pretty Wild, and this story just meant so much to me. Also should have been in for adapted screenplay. I cannot imagine taking this article and running wild with it. It's just absolutely insane. And then costume design and production design, not only did they film in Paris Hilton's house, but they had to rebuild a lot of these places that were celebrity homes we were all very familiar with. And um, I don't even know if there's an original song in here, but figure it out. And then best cameo, I mean, Paris Hilton herself. Kirsten Dunst just appearing to appear in a Sophia movie. Come on. Um, it used to be Spring Breakers, but I don't feel that way anymore. And then Under the Skin, the score yes. is just, yes. it is one of the best scores I've ever listened to in my life. It should have been in. It should have been in. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Spring Breakers. Um, Again, that's the same same thing where it might have got tainted a little bit, but I do still think in that time, uh, definitely would have agreed. Uh, I think one for me was Locke. I think that's probably Tom Hardy's best performance. Um, and if you want to talk about someone who's good at facial acting and like acting with his eyes, I mean, he's had to do it multiple times now. Um, <laughs> I think that one was just absolutely incredible. Um, I just you know, riveted by that one. 
Um, I'll give but you other one. than yeah, uh, go for it. Year. Most violent year. Yeah, love that the most violent was, year. That was so good. I think Chastain and Oscar Isaac definitely should have been nominated. Agreed. I love that movie. It's on HBO Max now. For now. For now. Um, oh, also, I don't know if it should have been if he should have been nominated, but I absolutely love Robert Pattinson in The Rover. I think it was one of the movies that like first reestablished him for me. Um, he's so good in it, and I cannot believe I'm praising a Joel Edgerton movie, but here we are. And then um, Tusk should have been in contention for makeup. Yeah, true. I am sorry to Cinema Joe, but Tusk is good. And you know who's in Tusk? Do you know who's in Tusk? Who? Austin Butler. Oh. <laughs> For like five minutes. Uh, um, what else before? I feel like that's it. Because my only other one was A Most Violent Year. That movie is so good. All right. Um, does anything from 2015... Uh, that we're missing out on. Also, I have them all pulled up if anyone's interested. The end uh, of the tour. Yep. Jason Siegel for supporting actor. Come oh, on. That adapted screenplay. Adapted screenplay. I I love that movie so much. It's, it's so, so good. good. I'll check it out. Yeah, it's really good. It's a good Jesse Eisenberg performance too. It is. Um, Back when James Ponsel was a good filmmaker, everything that he's made now is terrible. To me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, now going to 2016, I know Adriano brought something up. Uh, I got two for 2016. I got two big ones. One of them is The Witch, which mm-hmm. should have gotten a lot. Should have gotten the Best Picture Director. Uh, Andy Taylor Joy definitely should have gotten it for Actress. Production design. Uh, yes. Yeah, I feel. I, I feel like I say. I say this about the Northman, the Lighthouse, and the Witch. In terms of text, I'm just like, oh, all of them. Like all just, of yeah, them. All mm-hmm. of them. Like, genuinely, you could be like, uh, I, you could tell me, oh, the Witch got a single technon. I'd be like, yes, you don't have to tell me what it is. The, just got I it really want to know what um, my two perfectionist straight white men would think of each other if they could have a conversation together. But David Fincher and Robert Eggers, like, please, someone to sit them down, have them discuss being insane men on set with their in terms of perfectionism, because I just feel like they'd have a lot to discuss. And the other movie from 2016 I would definitely nominate all over the place is Swiss Army Man. Thankfully, the I'm almost certain that the Daniels will get their redemption this year. But in terms of like Daniels, the Swiss Army Man definitely should have at least gone an original screenplay nod. Mm-hmm. That is such a yeah. I mean, there's nothing more like, original than that. I yeah. also think um, makeup too because yeah, I makeup. it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Daniel. Um, Radcliffe and Dano, a nomination would have been so deserved. Especially for Radcliffe, especially for him. I also always use this movie as my proof of like Daniel Radcliffe has the coolest career post giant Mm -hmm. franchise. Like people are always like, what is he doing? I'm like, whatever he wants. He's literally doing whatever he wants. (laughs) What is he doing? Like, oh, um, Um. is that it for 2016? I think personally, Green Room, Patrick Stewart, 
that would have been an incredible nomination, like so out of left field for him. And the editing in that is incredible. So I would have loved to have seen something for that. And, you know, Anton, I would have loved him to get some love too. Like, I'm not, I'm not just saying that because he's no longer with us, but that performance that he gave was really, really strong. So it would have been nice if that got something. Um, I think that might be it for me. Um, in 2017, is there anything? A ghost uh, story deserved 20 million nominations. I that movie is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, everyone, Rooney Mara for eating a pie, uh, Casey Affleck for walking around with a sheet on him as he should in real life. Um, <laughs> I also like okay, directing, that, cinematography, yep. everything about that movie, just everything, everything. Absolutely, I think <laughs> especially the cinematography one is like you had like you had to do it. Um, yeah, I just think it's absolutely gorgeous and then uh, my man in good time robert pattinson i just like you know i get kind of you know when someone like uses the same example of someone over and over and over again like it's it's not annoying to me that people are like well this is the time i watched him that he really stood out to me because he is so good in this movie talking about an american accent that is so good mm-hmm. he is it's it, it's amazing but Good Time should have also been in consideration for score. It should have been yes. in consideration for cinematography. It should have been in consideration editing. for editing. editing. I screenplay. I, just, I love it so. Here's okay. Here's here's a question. Do we think if Uncut Gems would have come out first, and if we if Good Time would have waited to like now or in the past like couple years, especially with this like. Robert Pattinson revival, maybe. Well, this started the Robert Pattinson yeah. revival. Yeah. Um, this is what got him in Batman. Like, but do we think? I, do we think it would have done better if it came out after Uncut Gems? I, I don't, because I think it kind of suffers a lot of the issues that I believe I imagine the Academy had with Uncut Gems. Plus, it's like not as good. So maybe Robert Pattinson would have said a better chance, but I don't think it would have. Uh, you know, I don't think it would have been that much of a help. Yeah, I don't think anything would have panned out differently. I do think eventually they'll make a more conventional movie. Yeah, I hope maybe not. they're maybe they're next Sa- Sandler not. project. Oh, also, I, I don't, what we'll know is their show that they're making with Nathan Fielder and Emma Stone. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But I think yeah, Nathan for, Fielder, the conventional. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh twenty seventeen. Do you know what twenty seventeen is? Do you know what twenty seventeen is? Killing of a Sacred Deer, which yeah, obviously I was about to say, I was wondering if you were, which obviously were... would have won Best Picture. Um, no, but Barry deserved to get in. Um, I don't even mean that in some weird film Twitter way. He is so scary in this movie, and Colin Farrell is just exceptional. One of my favorite Nicole Kidman performances because what is she doing? But um, <laughs> my beautiful Rafe Cassidy is so good in this movie. I wouldn't have given her a nomination, but like she's so good in this movie. And then Bill Camp. Bill Camp's in a movie. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time. I love this movie so much. But um, the score is really great in this movie and I really like the editing. And then obviously makeup, just next level. Um, moving on to... A, a year I have a lot of thoughts on 2018. Um, is there what anything? 
just let's there's an obvious one we're obviously gonna mention. So really quickly, I want to say that Hereditary. I get why I didn't get anything, but the love of God, he couldn't even just give Tony Collette a bone. 2018 is the year that the was the last year for the three makeup slots. Um, it expanded to five the following year, and I always under, say it's because of Suspiria. Yeah. But the makeup work in Hereditary is so good because they stay on the head and it is like it is work it is so good and um but i also really love the score and i love the cinematography in that movie so much and then obviously the editing is so good but uh jacob's gotta talk about her well actually one more before um charlie Plummer was unbelievable in lean on pete unbelievable um I I love that movie. Also, I think it's a great has Steve one of Buscemi. the best. It has one of the best trailers ever. Um, I think that he was just absolutely like just unreal in that movie. Um, but let me see. What, what was nominated was... for lead actor that year? Oh my god, it that was the Rami Malek reel. Give it to Charlie. Um, okay. So I'm yes, you, you take out Don't. Rami Malik. No, <laughs> you take him out. We can take out Vigo too. You take out Rami. You take out Vigo. You put in. You take out Vigo. That's fine. No, you take out Rami. the fact oh. that Slice did not. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> eighth grade not getting a screenplay nomination will be like it's like the bane of my existence i think that that script is just so incredible like top to bottom it would have won if it got in i think it could have won if it got in Uh, yeah i think it could have as well um i think (sighs) yeah i think that like it's so insane and i know um i was talking with uh, Kenzie and Eric on Twitter today. Um, the fact that like Bo Burnham shocked, like very shockingly won the DGA for first time director over a director and that was like, DGA. yeah. And uh, well, he was saying, why like, for the does first everyone time- have to keep bringing this up? It is so rude. Oh, I don't know why to keep on bringing up the Rami should have been snubbed <laughs> <laughs> because oh, he shouldn't have been in. Bradley shouldn't have won. Um, first time director I mean first time director first time director (laughs) Um, anyway but no the fact that like he won like the spirits he won the DGA WGA like I don't know it seemed it it seems like one of those things that like you kind of think it's just like wishful like hope dicting almost but then you're also like well he had the the precursors yeah i feel like he had he just like took it for granted we should have been campaigning more for it because it was a smaller movie 824 put bow everywhere like no i just mean like i feel like we weren't like as vocal about it as we would have been if like he hadn't had all the precursors like maybe maybe. but that was really wild that he didn't get in because i also especially like he could have won. I cannot and, believe uh, fucking Green Book won. Jesus, yeah, fucking. come on. Over and, the uh, what? Yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know. 
it's it's something and, that and yeah, will haunt me till the day I die. Also, just yeah, want to shout out um, that movie, A Prayer Before Dawn, because the trailer played at ArcLight for literally a full year before it came out. Um, that movie was pretty good, though. And also, when um, we talk about Adrian's screenplay, it should have gotten pictures, should have gotten director, yep. LC got in, Josh Hamilton should have gotten in. Yes. for sure. And like, eighth grade is incredible. Like, you couldn't even get that, that, like, the bare minimum. Like, come on. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree. Um, we blame A24 on this because he got replaced by an A24 movie. That's um, true. Moving quickly, uh, 2019 was a massive year of snubs, I think. Uh, you've got The Farewell, which should have got Zhao in, who I think should have yeah. probably won it that year, um, yeah. and Aquafina. Um, you know, people might say Midsummer's a snub uh, for some places. I definitely think it should have gotten in at some you places. The bigger one for me is going to definitely be Jonathan Majors for The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Um, just absolutely incredible. Um, Last Black Man in San Francisco should have been in for cinematography, screenplay, so much. And then, of course, well, you King say, Adam. Before you say that one, uh, before you say that one, oh, IMAX. Oh my god! Oh, whoa, that was so <laughs> weird. That was weird. That was um, not okay. planned, but IMAX <laughs> is so good. I love it should have gone into cinematography at least. Yes, at least. At least. I understand they didn't watch it. That movie's not for everyone, and I totally understand that. But, like, at the very least, cinematography, or even Sophia Patella. Cinematography. Um, and then, of course, King High Adam in Uncut Gems, who <laughs> should have been Uncut Gems was my No Guts, No Glory pick. I really thought mm-hmm. they would put it in editing. I was like, holy shit, they're going to do it. I was they like... I'm mixing. I was yeah. like score in, like no glitz no glory like original screenplay. I remember. I really thought the editing. Yeah, I did too. Midsummer score is so good. It is so good. I listen to the opening song from the score when I'm driving at night by myself. It's so good. Um. I, oh, I and then the shout out to In Fabric should have been in for costume design and makeup. Uh, and let's. With Uncut Gems, really quickly, I, I like I know we were. It's mainly like, oh, how did Adam Sandler not get in? But same thing, it should have gotten in for like almost everything. But I do remember, like, I, I do kind of remember, like, before I saw the movie, I heard Adam Sandler had like buzz. I'm like, oh my god, that beat sounds awesome. That saw the movie, I'm like, fuck, because I loved it, but I was like, no, it's not gonna happen. Um, but I am just, I do want to just say. No one talks about this, but Kevin Garnett's actually really good at that movie. amazing. Like. He's so good. It is. There's no the reason. Who played the uh, like the big mean Sloan shark guy? He's also like underrated. Oh, he was so scary, and it was like his first time acting, and it sounds like he scared them. Yeah, and that's how he got cast in it. Like yeah, they were he, scared like, of he, him. Like, literally threw Adam over a uh, over like a desk. Or yeah, <laughs> like but he's so good. Everyone in that movie is really good. Like everyone. There's no reason for them all to be so good. but she's really good in that movie. I also just came around on her. I was giving her a hard time, but I have come around on her. Minus the low, 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 low rise jeans. Please let them go. Um, So we're just going to lump 2020 and 2021 together since 2020 only had like 
a couple movies. Uh, it was COVID year, of course. Um, and this Boy is the last State. one. Boy State should have been in for documentary feature. I love Green Knight is another example of a movie where it could have gotten any any technon. I would have been like, yes. Cinematography yeah. specifically, though, and makeup. I won't understand the makeup. Shut up. Incredible VFX. But Zola Coleman Domingo is so good in that movie. Even yes. if you don't like the movie, Coleman Domingo is, yeah. when he does that accent switch, I was the scaredest I've been in theaters in so long. I loved him in that movie so I, I, I had much. a I do not like Zola. I think it's a little too solid of a substance, but Coleman Domingo is incredible. So good. Um, And for me, the humans, I have to say, sound. Uh, sound like just just starting off like probably some of the best sound work in years um and then also richard jenkins is just like unbelievable in that Mm -hmm. movie i mean the past like the last like five to ten minutes he just i mean you feel it i feel um and then of course come on come on um yeah i I think I think definitely. Um, Norman Norman, uh, should have been nominated for sure, even more than Joaquin. Yeah. Uh, Woody Norman and uh, Joaquin Phoenix, I feel like both definitely should have been. Yeah. No, I mean, like, it's it's impressive when it's impressive when someone goes toe for toe with probably still one of the greatest actors living and overacts him sometimes. <laughs> like, I, I just think back, when I'm watching Come On, Come On, I just think back to that joke from the roast of Bruce Willis where Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like, oh, I loved your performance in Sixth Sense where you acted like you weren't embarrassed that a child acts circles around you. Even though Joaquin's spectacular. No, but I, yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Um, I think... Come on, come on! Definitely should have gotten a screenplay nomination. Still, still surprised it didn't. Um, not, I was surprised until I saw the movie. I was like, "Yeah, all right. I don't think it's going to reach everyone." Yeah, I mean, I just think the screenplay. Mike Mills is so good at just getting screenplays, and uh, it just—it seems weird that this was the one that he didn't get love for. Yeah. Um, yeah. like that. Yeah, that's a little weird, especially it's like. No disrespect to the worst person in the world, but it's like we, on paper, it's like really like well, sorry, mm-hmm. let me clarify. Worst person is better, but like on paper, mm-hmm. you do kind of like, oh, really? That one got the screenplay nod. Not come on, come on. It's a little weird. When you, yeah. Um, yeah, and then of course, uh, we can talk about twenty twenty two. If there's anything that you guys have well, seen that we feel like should be, you know, should well, we have. Know. We know the obvious answer. <laughs> yeah, Marcel the shell with shoes on. Exactly. For... Well, we know everything everywhere all at once. Probably going to do well. So I do want to talk about X. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, wish, awesome. uh, I wish Kinsey was here. Um, yeah, Kinsey had to run uh, to yeah. do baby stuff. But yeah, no, X. Um, insane. Mia Goth. Insane. <laughs> know what I, I know what I hope? I hope that Pearl gives X a boost and it gets a makeup. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. No, I absolutely agree. It would be realistically safe. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I think I think definitely playing it at TIFF might help, just because I think people will watch and, it at TIFF and be like, "What is?" Yeah. 
and they'll be like, what is, you know, what is this kind of for? Um, but yeah, I think after Yang, the script is insane. Um, I think that's very good. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I think everything everywhere is the the big one. Um, and I with, also do want to know, um, I get that this movie is divisive, but I think Jesse Buckley is spectacular in men. Oh, I think, and, I think Jesse Buckley and, um, Roy Roy Kinnear, insane. I, I, I can definitely understand people being not like not being in love with men. I, I totally get it, but those two are incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, do we have any confirmation of if Marcel is animated eligible? I did. They, I think they said that it's being submitted for animated. Feature. I know. I know the director said that. Like, oh, we we we've run we've run yeah. to like see. Um, it is kind of weird to like see that it has the eligibility because you're like, well, I get that they're animated, but they're animated and like it it almost kind of like makes you wonder what the which like real definition of animated is. But I mean, if it gets in better for it, um, I would love to see it get in. I, I was absolutely sobbing when I saw it. Um, but yeah, I think everything else that comes out that this year might be the best year A24 has ever had the Oscars because you have everything everywhere all at once, obviously. And then you have the potential for the whale, which like obviously like Brendan, but mm-hmm. then you have like the other like I won't go far with the whale, but like it does have a lot of potential outside mm-hmm. of Brendan. So I do think that this could be a great year. This could be the first time they get two in picture potentially. They can get like multiple acting wins with Brendan and also maybe Kiwi Kwan. I think that this could be a great year for the 24. Yeah. And I think especially since uh Spaceman got pushed back, I think Brendan Frazier's got a much easier <laughs> path. Um they're just saving it for next year. Hey, no, I literally the first time I saw that 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 uh that it got pushed back, I was like, all right, well just let let Adriano know that I'm all on the Fraser train now. Um, I was waiting. I was waiting. But I think, I think, yeah, I mean, I think, I think there is a very real, maybe not realistic, but I think there's a very real possibility that it could go down like Brendan Fraser, lead actor, um, Jennifer Lawrence, lead actress, Kihai Kwan, um, supporting actor, Causeway. Formerly Causeway, formerly Red, White, and Water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Lawrence, um, but like EO's getting nominated and Lawrence could get nominated. Yeah. And then... Yeah, you know, for the whale. Mm-hmm. Uh, which yeah. I feel like will be massive category fraud, but she has to be uh, supporting. Um, yeah. We know that Jesse Eisenberg's movie, When You Finish Saving the World, will not do anything because it is not that good. That's um, yeah. That movie wasn't that good. Yeah, it was it was like the it was like the bare minimum of watchable, like oh, like better than average, but still not good. <laughs> um, but we also got Kelly Reichardt's got a good got a movie coming out with uh, Michelle Williams later this year. Michelle Williams is definitely going to have a massive year. Um, you've got uh, what else do we have? Um, Close from Luke's Daunt, um, which is the you know, I think that one played at played pretty well at Con. If I don't, if I remember correctly, um, you got After Sun, which that's the movie that Paul Mescal was like. People were like 
oozing over him, right? Yeah. Was it after Sun or was it a different one? Yeah. Yeah. I think no, it, was it was after Sun. It was after Sun. Um okay. so yeah, so I mean, like I think I think there's definitely a big uh a big chance for them this year. And then of course, you know, coming up later in the year. But yeah, I think it's been a good year so far for A24, and I think they're only gonna be getting better. Um but yeah, does anyone else have any last thoughts of A24 Oscars, anything like that? Um, one thing I do hear a lot is people like, because I do know since after Ladybird, um, their head campaigner moved to Netflix, mm-hmm. and you know you can kind of see a bit of a downhill um, from them since then, um, with the exception of Minari. Um, but really, I think the the issue really with A24 and the Oscars is that their movies just quite simply, quite frankly, are not for everyone. And yeah, maybe mm-hmm. you can look at something like Minari and be like, well, maybe that was a timing thing. It's like, maybe, but like, you know, how how, how do you justify something like, like, do you think they could have gotten Stephen Yun on if they can put his face literally everywhere? Yeah, you know I think, I think, I do agree. I think the biggest thing with A24 comes to the fact of like, I get that all of their movies aren't like that accessible, but they also have movies that are far more accessible than some stuff that other studios are putting out like a neon and seeing neon get the results that they're getting and a 24 not is it's, it's just, it's interesting in a way, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, Something like The Green Knight definitely shouldn't have got nominations anywhere because that wasn't the movie. But why did it not get love in adapted screenplay? Um, Stuff like just little stuff like that, where it's like, I feel like a lot of Minari was. I mean, A24 was putting them everywhere, but I feel like a lot of Minari was more like you said, it was more the moment Um, it got. Yeah, it got like the um, like all the right nominations that needed leading up to it, and it you know just grew from there. Um, but then you got something like On the Rocks, where Bill Murray you know got a Golden Globe nomination, was co-distributed with Apple, and you didn't see it anywhere. Um, and so I don't know. I just I do think it's interesting given the success that Neon's had the not lack of success but the almost the underperforming that um a24 has got i mean like i won't sit here and tell you that um like adam sandler was the biggest snub in the world but when you look at it something like bo burnham like we talked about that one d like he won first time dga over someone who was nominated in like the regular the dga one. And it's yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how few times that that's happened, but I don't think it's happened much. Um, and the fact that he's winning for director places, Elsie's getting nominated for Golden Globes. Um, he's winning WGA, like he's winning spirits, like everywhere you see eighth grade and then it gets blanked. And so. Well, but again, like I said, you can't really blame A24 on that one because look what replaced it, an A24 movie. Yeah, but an A24 movie they didn't really do much with. And I feel like an A24 movie that 
really only got in because um, Paul Schrader had never gotten a nomination before. And everyone's like, oh, well, he wrote the light, which I feel like if Paul Schrader would have waited or I feel like if Paul Schrader would have gotten on Facebook a little bit earlier than what he did, maybe he wouldn't have got that nomination. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of that was more of the fact of like, oh, we have a fifth spot. Let's put, you know, let's put Paul Schrader in there. But I think, you know, I think there are, you know, things to be said about um, about some of the ones they didn't get in. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I feel like there's definitely like, you know, like we've all said, their movies are not the most successful. I feel like A24 granted. A24 is not a genre as people need to understand, but I feel like the movies that A24 goes for are much more niche in a way. Yeah. But I do feel like a lot of the movies beforehand, the lobster getting original screenplay, like how can the lobster get an original screenplay, but something very straightforward and almost accessible to everyone. Maybe it was cringy. Yes. But like eighth grade couldn't. And it's like, how can um, how can all of these, I mean, Ex Machina getting an original screenplay and a visual effects nomination and a visual effects win. And it's like, so that that can get in something that like weird and out there, but something else can't. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Uh, of course, you know, we're outsiders. We don't know what's going on. Um, under the skin as some would say um but it is just kind of interesting um looking back and seeing like where they succeeded where they failed all that kind of stuff uh brian anything else from you i mean like you pretty much nailed it on the head obviously not all of the h24 films are accessible but yeah it's like you said they nominate they've nominated these very out there films like ex machina and even gave it an Oscar for visual effects, but you don't nominate something like the green Knight for any technical stuff. And mm -hmm. it's just like, what, what made this too weird for you to just ignore? Like, why would you ignore this and not, and no disrespect to ex machina, of course, but like, it just doesn't make sense. It just confuses me. It's like, it's like we were saying like ex machina can get an original screenplay, which deserved, mm -hmm. um, but a ghost story can't. Which yeah. it's not like, you know, it's not like David Lowry was um, a small name. I mean, I think Pete's Dragon was before this. So he had just yes. done he had just done a Disney movie and a, a pretty successful Disney movie, at least critical wise. Um, 20th Century Women, you know, super accessible movie, I feel. Uh, got only a screenplay nomination with with a cast of like a lot of well-knowns with a director that was very well-known. Um, the Florida Project, I mean, you know, Willem got in, but there's no reason that he shouldn't have won that year. Um, it's just, you know, just stuff to think about. Uh, just interesting, like looking back and like seeing, like I said, what did, what didn't work. Um, and it's also kind of how they're going to, it's interesting seeing how they're going to handle it in the future. I mean, everything everywhere all at once is in the best position that it ever could have been in. Um, Elvis is probably going to be a semi big player um, 
We still don't know that just yet. I don't know about that. But, um, you know, it's it's like it's Elvis, it's everything everywhere, and it's Top Gun for the before, you know, August movies. Um, And, like, everything everywhere all at once is still in theaters. I don't know, like, I don't know if... it's like been consecutive. The first A24 movie to pass 100, 000, or 100 million. Um, it's still in theaters where I am, which is not like the biggest town in the world. It, uh, I mean, it's still doing like super well. People are still going to see it. So I don't know if they've, you know, I, I can see them kind of not doing well Adam Sandler wise because working in a theater, I know that a lot of people went to see Uncut Gems thinking, oh, this is going to be an Adam Sandler movie and going into the theater and hearing people come out saying, what the fuck was that? That wasn't Adam Sandler. <laughs> Stuff like that. So, so funny. Um, so I can see how that one would have made money in the forefront, but I also feel like they definitely lost a lot of money on that one um, just because people went in with the wrong uh, idea. But... But yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm I'm really interested to see how they handle everything everywhere and the whale. It I would love to think that they can do two movies. Um the confidence in me is not there just because of like you said they've never had two movies get picture at the same time. They've only had four movies in total get picture. Um that would be Minari, Lady Bird, Moonlight and Room. So it is, it just comes down to the fact of like, will everything everywhere get the push? Will, you know, the whale have a really good festival run and get the push? Or is it going to be like, you know, everything everywhere gets everything across the board. The whale gets Brendan Fraser and that's it. So um, yeah, just, it's interesting. It'll be an interesting uh, year to finish off and talk about, you know, at the end of the year, see what they did, uh, what they did different from previous years and all that kind of good stuff. Um, Brian, where can people find you online? You guys could listen to my podcast film fragments on any podcast and platform. And you guys can follow me on Twitter and letterbox at Brian Sutfield. Uh, Adriana, where can they find uh, Brennan Fraser's uh, campaign manager? Um, uh, everywhere that where Brendan Fraser is associated. Um, you can find me um, on Twitter at Adrian. Not Gavis. with Batgirl though. Not with Batgirl. I will. I will find that. I will literally find that. Uh, seeing <laughs> that, seeing that birthday post, it made me. It brought me to uh, tears. Dude, I was like, you're ruining the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also find me on my YouTube channel, Adriano Capra. So. Uh, there yeah that's that's where you find me you can find kenzie online at kens Venunu, literally everywhere um you can find me on twitter letterboxd um all that good stuff at tberry57 uh you can find jillian who had um who had quite a bit of internet troubles uh lost wi-fi all that good stuff you can find her online at Jillian Chili, and I think she would want me to push her TikTok, which is off screen with Jillian. 
which by the way, if you see a lot of Oscars content, it probably came from her first. Um, <laughs> you can find the podcast on Twitter at Oscars underscore central. If you have the Oscars central um, Twitter handle, let us know and we will take it from you. Um, and you can find us anywhere else as well. You can find us at oscarscentral.com. And I think that's it. There's a lot of people who had to leave mid-show. So I'm trying to like rack my brain of uh, memories. Until next time, Kenzie will still be campaigning Austin Butler for Elvis. And that's the show.